Still looking for that perfect gift for the Utopia wedding? Look no further than Amazon.com. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support Rob has a podcast. It's a way to raise money that even entrepreneur Kristen would be proud of. Start your shopping off at robhaswebsite.com slash Amazon. One, two, three, four. Comedy live from Utopia. Not really. It's Rob as the podcast, and now he is the guy who is has great energy and is looking for a one year commitment from you. I am Rob Sestrino, and everybody, welcome in my co-host, the the greatest guy around. Here he is, the tabulator, Kurt Clark. Hey, hey, Rob. Okay, a, a little a little behind the scenes, like. We were talking for a good 15 minutes before the show started, and you did not let me know you were going to start that. No, no. Uh, I guess where's the fun in that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Kurt, uh, there's nothing that brings a bigger smile to my face than the Utopia theme song. It makes everything better. <laughs> yes, yes. That is my Utopia. <laughs> Listening to Daughtry uh, many, many times. Love it. Uh, Love it. The best. Yeah. Yeah. Should have won American Idol. You yep. <laughs> should have won. Anyway, Kurt Clark is here, and we're ready to talk about... We are catching up. Oh, my God, Kurt. We've been so busy that we have not been able to give Utopia its proper due here on Rob as a Podcast these last week and a half. Yeah, we, we've missed the, uh, the grand eviction, the first eviction of the season. Uh, we've missed you know, talking about a couple new people that came in. Uh, yeah, it, it's some of the, we got a lot to cover. Yeah, I believe it's been 15 days since we talked about Utopia, and uh, it was that's what that's way too long. Uh, we've mm-hmm. missed three episodes that we have mm-hmm. not talked about since we've been brought together. Um, since then, although the show has gone down from two days a week to one day a week, so we didn't miss quite as much. We were probably going to do a show after the Tuesday episode if there had been one, but since it, it was not a show until Friday, uh, then the weekend was tough to get together. But here we are talking about Utopia episodes eight nine and ten and we'll just sort of cover the big stories from episodes eight and nine and then spend a little more time on episode number 10 here on rob as a podcast yeah let's do it so first off kurt how you doing i'm doing well i'm doing well Good. I'm very excited to uh, be be back uh, talking with you. I, you know, I, I love the Utopia podcast. People had been asking it. I actually have on record. People did ask for when is the Utopia podcast? Uh, yeah, I saw a couple of those uh, questions float by uh, through the Twitterverse uh, over the, over the past you know week or so, and uh, we're, we're finally giving it its due. Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, let's talk about our our big stories from Utopia, and let's start with the biggest story of them all. A uh, baby calf is born. <laughs> it's walking now. Okay. So let's, let's tear it away from its mom. <laughs> sad. It's a sad story. It's our top story, but it's a sad one. It makes for tastier meat. Oh, Kurt. Kurt. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Come on. Uh, yeah. That Katie the vegan is not going to appreciate that. <laughs> no, she's not. When is and Katie then, the vegan going to be on the podcast? I was just going to say, it's like, you know, she's probably free and clear to um, be a little chatty Kathy with us uh, any time that we reach out to her. Yes. Uh, well, let's let's get her on, on the show. 
Careful what you ask for, Rob. <laughs> yes, she loves to talk, but not in front of a large group of people. Well, luckily, it's just two of us. Yeah, so just the two of us. So we won't have to do it on a Google Hangout. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, in other top stories, uh, Ernesto, still there. Oh, gosh. He's still on Utopia, Kurt. Sometimes I forget that he's there, and, and then I see him, and I forget. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He, I, we, we, we briefly covered, I believe, him, him coming in, and um, yeah, he's there. Yeah, as we <laughs> predicted, total waste of, of time having Ernesto. Kind of a Josh Light. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got a little more screen time in the earlier episodes, but did he have anything to do in episode 10? Um, not a whole lot. He, he seems to be acting primarily as Josh's right-hand man, to yeah. be completely honest. Yeah. He doesn't as, have as, the, to as the love shack gets constructed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, no, but in all seriousness, let's talk about our, probably our biggest story. We had our first elimination on Utopia, and it was Red that is the first person voted out of Utopia. Yes, I think your your dream has finally come true. It, you know what? It was just the same old thing over and over and over again uh, with Red. So I was happy to see Red go, even though he brought a lot of drama to the table. I just felt like it was done. Yeah, there was there's one point during I think it must have been episode eight where as they were leaving for commercial and they're kind of doing the, the little preview for what's coming up. And the the narrator, uh, the host says, coming up, Red goes on a rampage. I'm like again yeah really <laughs> that's, that's really? what i said to myself i'm like uh, oh that's a shock yeah <laughs> can't believe red of all people is gonna go on a rampage like, nikki goes on a rampage i'm like okay cool let's let's see what happens here yeah no so red the thing that annoyed me a little bit about red was then you know it would be nice to see him like want to stay you know that he well, it was like he was being voted out, but he was kind of quitting and and he was kind of being medevaced. And so it was sort of like all of those things. And I feel did like you it, see, did you want to see him go on another rampage after he was voted out? Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen him want to fight to stay. You know, yeah. he always was like one foot out the door. He's like, you know, he the whole show has been sort of like, hey, screw you guys. I'm going home. Screw you guys. <laughs> screw this. And then it was like, all right, fine, uh, Red, you're, you're voted out of here. Like, Good. I didn't even want to be here. Like, okay, well, then why are you fighting over everything? Yeah. So, it, 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 he, he didn't want to be in a, a socialist environment, and he, he didn't sign up for this. Well, no, actually, you, you did. You knew you were going to have to live with 14 <laughs> other people, yeah. and it, it's, it's hard not to be socialist when you are entire society is comprised of 15 people. Yeah. You literally did sign up for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you literally did. <laughs> so, uh, that was kind of crazy. Uh, what do you think about the whole thing with red's finger? Can you uh, give some more insight into that? Cause that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was the strangest medevac in reality TV history. Um, yeah, he, I, I'm not really completely sure what was going on there. Cause they kind of touched on it. And he was like, yo, it was a good thing that it happened because, you know, it could have killed me. Uh, I'm glad that you that we said, you know, let's look at this. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They, it was kind of really strange for them to bring it up and then to drop it so suddenly. Yeah, that somehow Red hurt his finger. What, what did he do that he hurt his finger? I'm trying to remember. This was like two weeks ago. <laughs> and so and then he was allegedly in a hospital on an IV for 36 hours. Like, when was this? 
Well, when you go down to one show a week, I guess uh, so. It's a lot <laughs> cut out a lot. Yeah, and then um, he said that they like it, it was almost like a life threatening thing, and he had an infection that was in the bone, and and he's malnourished. Yeah, that that just I found it completely strange and I'm not exactly sure, you know, where that potentially came from. Um, yeah, it, but you know what? Now he can get all the medical attention he needs. Yeah, <laughs> it did throw a little bit of cold water on the uh, we should just spend the money on beans argument. <laughs> <laughs> he did not really come out on the right side of that one. Yeah, let's uh, let's set aside some money for healthcare. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So red ultimately is gone. Kurt, do you want to eulogize red? Um, I can't believe you're asking me to eulogize red. I did not sign up for this when I agreed to do this podcast. (laughs) This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to smash this microphone (laughs) so there can be no more podcasting. I'll step on it. (laughs) I'll break it. Uh, What can we say about red? Uh, so this is the positive eulogy, correct? Yeah, let's be. Let's, Red was good TV for at least the first thirty minutes of the Utopia premiere. Red allowed most of the cast members to say they inter- got a chance to interact with somebody they never would have on the outside world. Red taught us new ways to use condoms that we would have never imagined. Red taught us the importance of having a lot of room under your barn. Red also taught me the importance of good oral hygiene. Uh, I red... want to keep my teeth, Kurt. <laughs> that, 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 is, that is important. <laughs> it, it does impact your shopping list, apparently, as well. Um, uh, red taught me that in this crazy world, a hillbilly and an ex-con become can become best friends. <laughs> yeah. All right. So sign our sign our to, to red. Okay. So he's gonna make a brand new start with his uh, wife and son. Okay. He, he was he was good TV, and I really don't think if they're gonna be voting people in from here on out that we're going to get the same flavor of crazy as we did with red. Okay. Um, I think that's probably uh, damning with faint praise, but 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 sure, yeah. In terms of good TV, yeah. Okay. Um. So let's talk about uh, some other stuff that happened. Um. We had a lot of talk about the uh, changing of the financial system in Utopia, and entrepreneur Kristen had sort of a a new idea that she wanted to change the finance structure to more of a capitalist system where if you do something, I believe you get to keep 60% of the money and then 40% of the money goes back into the utopia pool. Yeah, I didn't catch the specific percentages, but it sounded like her basic idea was to incentivize uh, production and to reward people who are contributing directly into the system a little bit more than necessarily just splitting it evenly all the way around. Yeah. Kurt, what did you think of this? Uh, you know what? On the surface, it seemed like a, a fine idea. I mean, I think it, there would have been a lot of debate over the, the exact percentages, uh, but maybe like give, you know, if Hex is making jewelry, give her a little bit of a, a bump up in terms of the portion that, that she gets allotted. But... At the same time, 
I don't necessarily see a expenditure system where there's a lot of individual spending. <laughs> so the importance of having individual accounts when most of the expenditures seem to be for the group is seems a little bit to be kind of at odds with each other. Yeah, I thought this was so stupid. It, re- it really was. <laughs> it was like, uh, well, it's not even worth my time to get up out of bed and, and make bee jewelry if I'm not keeping 60% of the profits. It's like you're in a place literally called Utopia. Like, I mean, for there, how are they making that much money that they have to like, uh, like, hey man, if I don't make my share, my share of, you know, you're getting, they're getting paid to be there, first off. So everybody's <laughs> getting paid already. So what, what is the real incentive of the, you know, be jewelry money or the, or the, uh, utopia yoga <laughs> finances? I, I guess it's to, it's to afford little personal luxuries that you don't have to get the thumbs up from the rest of the group on. So like Red could have gotten all of the ramen that he wanted, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. All right. Fair. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, but I'm, I'm th- really. I'm wondering like if each person was told by production, you know, come up with what your ideal system would be because we're going to rotate it and everyone has to take a turn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of crazy. I, actually, you know, I distracted myself from I wanted to talk about the big vote off and sort of the mechanics mm. of voting red out. So we found out in the last podcast that we did that the people from Utopia were going to nominate two people and then America was going to nominate one person. Yes. So, all right, we fa- we found out the way that they were going to do this. And so we ended up getting like this big chalkboard. And then people one at a time would say why they were voting for who they were voting for. But unlike many reality shows where there's a secret ballot, uh, this was a public ballot. Yeah, a public ballot. And also, like we saw on the quest, your vote could very well be influenced by the votes of the people coming before you. Right. Kirk, did you like this for Utopia? I've never liked this in a reality show when it involves somebody leaving um i think i I can't i can't think of an instance in the history of reality tv where i like this approach and it doesn't seem like the utopians the pioneers were necessarily came up with this on their own because i'm guessing that that chalkboard was provided by production sure so it it seems like they were at least because it seems like they get mail from production that informs them hey there's gonna be like two new people coming in or today you have to vote so they do get some I don't know if they, I don't, it doesn't seem like they get face to face interaction with the production team, but it does seem they get instructions in the mail. You mail. Yes. Well, that's why they get it on the computer, maybe. Oh, could be. <laughs> Once they, now that they get the, the, the old internet up and running. But sure. Yeah. I didn't, didn't really care for it. Um, I do like that, you know, each person does get to voice their opinion as to why they voted like they did, but that could just as easily be done with a secret ballot, ballot in terms of, you know, the ballot that's labeled as Bella shows that she voted for so-and-so. So you can still tabulate the votes in secret uh, and tabulate. And, uh, <laughs> and that's why you'd be the perfect utopian, Kurt, that you'd be the perfect utopian that you could come in say, hi, my name is Kurt and I'm a tabulator. Um, I count things for, for you. And when we have votes, I would be the perfect impar- impartial and fair person to count the votes. I can count to 15 pretty <laughs> handily. Yes. Um, There's a so, flaw in your voting mechanism. <laughs> yes. 
so yeah, I, I, I would have much preferred that they vote in secret, but then the the votes of everybody of each person are revealed. Like think of the, the the keys in the Big Brother finale. You don't know how people are voting supposedly, uh, but you do do you know at the end who each person voted for? Yeah. So I agree that I did not care for how they did that. But the thing where I thought it was the biggest flaw ultimately did not come to pass, and that is the voting order, where much like in a game of poker, the person who is the last to act has the greatest benefit of them all. But in the way that the votes turned out, where it was a four, four, four tie with four votes for red, four votes for Bella and four votes for uh, poor Bree. Here comes Aaron with the, to cast the deciding vote and red who gave a very scathing vote for Aaron in when he voted for him and said we don't need a chef we need a cook and basically cut out the legs of Aaron uh, you know the one thing that he's bringing to the table of being the chef of utopia i said all right here we go now watch Aaron is going to you know you know take out red here and kill red but Aaron voted for Bella yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this is very unfair that the person who will goes last gets to cast the designing vote, especially that Red just killed him. Yeah, that 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 actually did surprise me a little bit. But I don't know, maybe he could have just as easily been seeing, saw the way that the votes were, were lining up and figured, well, it, his vote doesn't matter because there's going to be a tie for second place. I, I guess they don't know. I'm not sure if they knew at this point how a, a tie was going to be handled, if there was going to be a revote. Um, but yeah, at that point, when it's four, four, and four, and you're going to take, be taking the top two, your vote really doesn't matter at that point, except for cementing, I guess, one person as a definite. So, yeah, yeah I think may, that matters. More power. Yeah, that matters. You're right. That does matter. Yeah. So, I was very surprised by that. Now, what did you think of what they're saying uh, when they when they vote? Um, the what's the line? I just want to make sure we have it right. The my vote is for you. Oh, I completely didn't, you know, capture that. It's kind um, of innocuous. I was I was tallying and not capturing the context. <laughs> okay. But I do believe that is the line that they all said. I vote for you. My vote is for you. My vote is for you. Yeah. Man, that takes some of the personalness out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not voting for you, but my vote is for you. Ah, uh, yes. I I am for you, but unfortunately my yeah. vote is also for you. I actually really liked Red's uh, surprising to to me. I liked Red's rationale for voting for Aaron and saying that we don't need a chef. We need a cook. Like in terms of we need somebody who can do the basic functions, knows the basics about nutrition, who can crank stuff out. We don't need somebody who kind of positioning, you know, Aaron as somebody who that this might be beneath him. We, we need someone who can like, is this a great cook? Yeah, not a chef. We don't need yes. a gourmet meal. We need somebody to prepare the slop for yeah. the inmates of Utopia. Exactly. Going back to the jail food versus healthy food. Yeah, we need, we need our we need our ramen. <laughs> okay, um, and so red ultimately that sets into process of what's going on now. What do you think of all of the politicking of trying to swing the vote? It seemed like um, ultimately it ended up that it was going to be Bree versus uh, versus Red. Uh, yeah. What did you think of all of the people campaigning to get Bree out? Um, you know I. I found it. I found it a little strange. Um, I guess, I guess you know they talked a lot about how she's completely letting the animal duties 
go to pot. Literally. I, yeah. Um, and, and I guess, I mean, it's hard, it's hard for me to actually like see that on the show. It's hard for me to like to understand that, but she seems to, she just seemed to be just rubbing a lot of people the, the wrong way. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't necessarily see the, the, the rationale for it, except for they they said, um, well, if you look at, if you look at in terms of, again, pure productivity, Red, although he complained and he broke half of the stuff that he did, uh, he he got stuff done and was a hard worker. Like he was up taking care of like many of the animals before Bree ever was up. So if it, in terms of pure productivity and contribution, I actually do see an argument for Bree. Can you explain at all how Bree got America's vote? I think it was a matter of good TV. I think it could be chalked up to that because I think you and I, when we were talking, we had discussed you know Brie as as one of the options. I think I ended up saying we ended up saying Kristen eventually, but you know Brie was up there. And I think in terms of the only the only good TV that potentially comes out of that is her completely going uh, psycho ex girlfriend on Chris. But you know, barring that happening, she does come off on TV as uh, boring and self entitled as opposed to inflammatory and then mm-hmm. self-entitled so now, that might have put her over the edge kurt do you know like was red and bella ineligible for this was it the sort of thing like with mvp on big brother where it was like if the first two people were nominated okay now it's not the third person that america voted for um i don't think so because he just had a because rob just had a single envelope with with Bree's name in it so like one of the questions i had was you know if you know america's you know choice is in the top two vote recipients. I have, I have no idea what's what would happen at that point. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I we we saw that uh, you know it came down to a second place tie between Red and Bree, and Red said, you know what, we don't have to revote. You can just put me up, and I'll be your second choice. So for like about two seconds, Bree felt safe until Rob revealed <laughs> that uh, she was America's pick. Yeah. I really start. I'm feeling bad for Brie for a couple of reasons. One, you know, she's just 20. You know, what does she? What does she really know about living with all these crazy people? And I really dislike uh, musician Chris. Uh oh, I really do. I really dislike him immensely. I yeah. don't know anything that he brings to the table, and just the fact that he's all like that. They keep showing these, this footage of him like, yeah, I'm not even attracted to her anymore. You know, it's just so, he's such a douche. He really yeah, he really is that he he looks like a douche and he is a douche. <laughs> if you had like three episodes ago or, or whatever episode we last covered, um, I, I was pretty OK with Chris. But they really, he's really kind of turned up the Brie hate in a pretty irrational way during the last three episodes. Um, so that I, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, I, I, I also was feeling bad for Brie, especially when she was talking with Amanda, saying how how much would it suck if America voted for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I did like that Amanda said, "Well, just a heads up, I'm actually thinking of voting for you." And you need to step up your game. People are talking behind your back. Here's what you can do to get in a better position. Yeah. Um, and Amanda kept her word. She did end up voting for Brie. Yeah. Uh, but but it did surprise me that Chris did not vote for Brie. <laughs> yeah. He's such a he's such a jerk. Um, first off, you know, he's 26 and she's 20. That's right on the edge of the half your age 
uh plus seven, plus seven. Yeah. yeah yeah that's r- that's right there so he's already teetering on the you know that this is n- not even a kosher relationship and then the fact that he's just like to- so disrespectful towards her and what did she even do other than he like he doesn't think she's hot anymore apparently she is smothering him yeah um not with a pillow. <laughs> no, no, <Yes>. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Just very uh, disrespectful. I have no redeeming qualities that I've seen for uh, musician Chris. And have, have we heard one piece of musician Chris's music? Where is where is musician Chris serenading us? Let's make a brand new style. Can we get musician Chris to... Could, could he at least give us the Utopia theme song? You know, he, they have no idea that thing exists. No, they, that, they're missing out. They, in many ways, they are luckier than us. Yeah, musician. No, they're worse <laughs> off than us. That's gonna be. I'm gonna make that my new ringtone. Yeah, I'll I, I be so happy, but nobody calls me. I'm, I, can, I can see waking up to that. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So, musician Chris uh, is a mega douche. I will. I will rubber stamp that. Yes. All right. Um. Anything else from episodes eight and nine before we talk about the new Topians? Um. Well, we did see uh, that uh, Mike had his first stalker from the Utopian experience. Oh yeah. Let's talk about uh, Mike. Who again? You know, I feel like I liked Mike early on, but the feel like um. Apparently, what I what I don't like about people. Um, this is one of my ultimate pet peeves are the people who are, are dating somebody <laughs> and who's already out of their league, I feel like, and then want to then have more women. Well, he's just being polyamorous. Yes. Now he's being polyamorous, <laughs> but yes. when here's what I think about Mike, that when, uh, Decker then, uh, sees like a cute guy that walks in. I feel like Mike might not be as cool about the polyamory. Oh yeah, completely. It's yeah. A, it's a it's it's a it's a very solid double standard that he has. <laughs> I think so. Yes. I think so. So oh, overall, I liked Mike in the beginning, but I'm wavering on Mike too. Is there anybody we like more now than we did at the beginning? Well, this is a good question, Kurt, because Rob is somebody I did not like very much in the beginning, and then I really actually came to like, but. In the vacuum of Redless Utopia, I think Rob has become the new Red. Are you talking about his uh, his explosion of, uh, at Hex about cleaning up and stuff? Well, yes, you, you had that was that was one. He had many explosions uh, yep. in episode ten, especially when you were really starting to feel good about Rob, especially when his when his uh, girlfriend came. Uh, what was her name? Jesh? Was it Jess or Jesh? I thought it was Jess. Jess Jesh isn't a name, right? I don't think so. <laughs> the, the, I thought that's what the announcer said. That her name was uh, Rob's girlfriend, Jesh. I, uh, I had it down as Jesse. Okay. So. Okay. But that makes more sense. But, I, I, but you know, he's going to have a utopia wedding, Kurt. Uh, what's our take on Rob's utopia wedding? Uh... I'm hoping biggest... that he floated. <laughs> I'm hoping he floated this past Jesse before uh, <laughs> before he he, he can't voice this idea to the world. Yeah, 
Um, All right, let's let's do a new yeah. segment on the uh, Utopia podcast. Uh, let's call this segment uh, "Pros and Cons." Okay. Okay. And no, uh, we are not talking, talking about yeah <laughs> about <laughs> former former con Dave. Okay. Yes. Pros and cons. Uh, <laughs> pros and cons. Wedding at Utopia. All right, you want to go? You you want to? How should we do this? Should we do a pro I'll and then the a pro. con? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So let's. Con. All right. So you're team. You want to be team pro, or you want to be team yeah, con? I got team pro. And we'll keep going until somebody doesn't have one. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right, <laughs> Kurt. Pro. You wedding at Utopia. Uh, cheap hostage labor in terms of everything <laughs> from building a uh, a little trellis to walk under to invitations to uh, you know Chris might actually get his musical chops going. Okay, that's there you go. All right, that's that's one of the pros of wedding at Utopia. Let's see. Uh, con of <laughs> wedding at Utopia. Uh, I would say. Uh, None of the guests have any money to give you for presents. <laughs> so like that's a big I feel like that's a big con as somebody that, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, what is this uh, a plate probably? Uh they spent like uh, a dollar a plate here. So all right, that'll be a three dollars <laughs> wedding gift. Okay. Uh pro Kurt of wedding at Utopia. Uh, pro, if your uh, wedding was originally going to be scheduled uh, and planned to accommodate 200 people, that's approximately how many people will be watching your wedding on TV. <laughs> yeah. Too soon? <laughs> and you, you really save on the videographer. Exactly. <laughs> Although it's going to look like... Like security camera footage, like it's it's not going to be the most flattering angles. Yes, but yes. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, con of uh, wedding at Utopia. Uh, <laughs> the only <laughs> the only beverage is hillbilly wine. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, pro. Uh, the only beverage is hillbilly wine. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I'll be honest. Having a hard time coming up with the cons of wedding at Utopia. I mean, you've got a ready-made honeymoon spot underneath the barn, so you don't have to pay extra for that. Yeah. Um, if it, uh, you know, I, I'm guessing it's, it seems like polyamory is the rule of the road at uh, at at Utopia. So you don't have to get divorced. You can just bring more people into the relationship and see if that works out. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of pros to doing this. Yeah. No, very few cons of <laughs> wedding at Utopia. If you guys can think of some some cons of <laughs> wedding at Utopia, uh, I would have to say uh, leave them in the comments. Yes. And I, I will have a counterpoint for each and every one. Okay. Kurt, you're very pro. You should be a wedding planner in Utopia. Wedding planner Kurt is the newest Utopia. <laughs> That should be a business. That should get get uh, entrepreneur Kristen on this. That 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 should be one of their businesses. I mean, people can come in and have a wedding at Utopia. I could actually see when when they, when we get to like next March or April, and Utopia is still on the air. Um, I can see that actually be something that they explore. Okay. That would that would that you you laugh, but I could actually see people, them offering that and it happening. Yeah. No, Kurt, just going back to Rob that he, I mean, right. Hasn't he, he was like the voice of reason when red was there 
And then when Red left, he became the a-hole. It was almost like, hey, Red's taking on my spotlight of being the a-hole around here. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, yeah, he he was kind of a prick when... You know, Katie was giving her yeah, well, speech. We haven't, we haven't talked about that. Well, let's. Uh, we'll, this will be a segue. That. This will be a segue pause to get to Katie and but, and uh, Cal. But there was the, there was the whole situation where Hex was working on her business, and he threw a temper tantrum, and then she started crying, and it reminded me of like one of those improv games where the you know person's just shouting random emotions from the sidelines, and the people on stage have to like suddenly take that emotion, anger, you know, sadness, and they just like. They were just changing emotions on a dime. And I was like, what is no, going and on? He, well, he was changing emotions on a dime because when Hex said that I wasn't going to take a dime, then <laughs> he was like, whoa, when you said I, you weren't going to take a dime, that blew my mind. So he, he also literally changed emotions on a dime. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about our Newtopians. And we had a choice this week. Uh, we had. Katie, who uh, originally was billed as a uh, single mom, Katie. Yep. Or we had, uh, what, what is Cal's title? Uh, he's kind of like a commune farmer. Commune farmer, Cal. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of philosopher. Is that how he described himself? Yeah. Now, um, Katie, it turns out, actually has another title. The house cleaner? <laughs> uh, topless house cleaner, to be exact. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. So, Katie, uh, c- come to your house, and uh, she will uh, clean your house while she's completely topless. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt, topless house cleaning. I, I could use a dusting. <laughs> <laughs> so I completely missed that. To be, I, I swear, I did. I missed the topless part. In the <laughs> Kurt, what? I know. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I can't get new ears. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it's interesting, Kurt. Have you been following like uh, all of the? Ca- the casting of U- of Utopia from the get go. Um, no, there, I, there I was one the- Utopian that was supposed to be in on yes. Utopia that did not make it onto the show for whatever reason. Correct. Yes. I, I do. I did know that 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 we started with fourteen. There it was supposed, and then it was supposed to start with with fifteen. But it was one of those classic, you know, in contact with the outside world when they were in sequester, and they shouldn't have been moments. Yes, and so have have you seen who this person is? No, I have not. Was it Katie? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it is another woman who is uh, very... Tell me, tell me she's a topless house cleaner. Uh, no, no. Oh. I, I was going to say that uh, I, I will try... I'm trying to keep this uh, family friendly. She is also a, a woman who is uh, extre- extremely uh, top-heavy. Okay. Okay. She is she is trying to get on somebody's level. Okay. Okay. So she's uh and obviously not dateable because she didn't even make the show. Yeah. <laughs> but they are Yeah, that that's a whole nother that's like a whole like another category. There's makes of the merge and there's 
gets yeah. gets kicked off. I'm going to Skype you right now because I think you want that. I, I want you to see uh, this. This is the this is like the 14th Utopian. This is the woman that did not make it onto Utopia. Okay, and you can take a look at this while I'm talking. But they really, really want to uh, get somebody that is. Ah. <laughs> they really want to get somebody uh, who is who is a uh, quote unquote top heavy into Utopia. They're really, yeah. they're really trying to make this happen. Yeah, and you get the impression maybe maybe production um, maybe they did want Cal and they figured that this would be a great one and done spot for Katie. Yeah, the moment that Kate, sorry, focus. Yeah, uh, the 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 moment that like after that we kind of got to see a couple minutes of each of them. I'm like, no contest. Cal, Cal staying. Yeah, and ironically, I don't know why that they're pushing this uh, very hard. That this woman who was the the one of the original Utopians that didn't make it onto the show, her name is uh, Andrea Cox, um, Cox and she is known for being a vegan. That that's what her okay. whole her whole shtick. So it's like we really need a blonde with big boobs who's a vegan in Utopia. They really <laughs> they really want to make that happen, but so <laughs> far they've been unsuccessful. Somebody in casting, or perhaps somebody in production, was pushing for that, and casting had to uh, make it happen. Like they've done some focus group research, and they feel like uh, blonde, big boobs, vegan—that's what they need. Yeah, and, and you can see more about her at or her website, uh, healthy the dot net. That is that is an unpaid uh, product mention. Would not have been my guess at the URL. The Healthy Haven uh, with Andrea Cox. Yes. C-O-X. C-O-X. Yep. Yes, okay. let's clarify. Okay. Uh, but, but anyway, so, uh, so we have, so here is Katie, and then we also had Cal, mm-hmm. and Katie reveals that she is the, uh, <laughs> to everybody except Kurt, that she is the um, topless house cleaner. And, yeah. And, and so I Rob. They, I was wondering why they were so excited about yeah, you can clean our house anytime. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, she dusts. I'm sure she could. <laughs> yeah. So Rob asks her, so what are you going to do once gravity takes over? I mean, who? <laughs> and everybody got mad at him, and rightfully so. I mean, why, <laughs> why would anybody say that? And see, again, let's look at it through the current lens. I thought he was saying that just to comment in general on her top heaviness. And I thought it was, which made me think it was even more rude. <laughs> yes. And Kurt, I'm really mad at myself right now because I meant to uh, open the show and ask you, what are you going to do when gravity takes over? I thought that was a good question to ask somebody. Uh, you know what? Um, I, th- I think gravity took over several years oh. ago. <laughs> I feel like that's... Uh, luckily, it's all downhill from here. So oh. that's, I, it's gravity that I need. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect, uh, you know, utopia pickup line. So... So what are you going to do once gravity takes over? That's the code where, you know, if you want to test somebody to see if they are like in the, at least if not the utopia, at least the utopia uh, podcast club, <laughs> ask somebody. So what are you going to do when gravity takes over? And then yes. they know. And what should the right answer be? Uh, um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm bamboozled. <laughs> All right, maybe that's maybe that's something to let us know in the comments. Yes, what is the proper response for 
What are you going to do when gravity takes over? <laughs> All right. So then, and Rob, like, for whatever reason, and I, this can't be a coincidence, Rob was so hard on Katie. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. And it wasn't just in this scene. It was also later on. He was just so rude to her. Um, he said then later about her, uh, hey, if she wa- if she wanted to be with her kids, she'd be with her kids right now, implying that because that's why she ta- that's why she has to be a topless house cleaner because she gets to work only eight or nine hours a week. And then she gets to spend more time with her kids. And he was sort of like, eh, if she really liked her kids, she wouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, he he makes a fair point. <laughs> um, but in terms of uh, actually, that's one of those inside, like, you know, voice things that you just kind of keep to yourself, your inner monologue. Yeah. Yeah. It was not very nice, Rob. No. Yeah. Really. And Rob had me. I was, I was on team Rob and then he lost me. He's, he's like a, uh, pit bull who doesn't like new people coming into his environment <laughs> i guess so <laughs> i guess so um so uh that's why he, he has to come in and then pee on them first apparently Marcus that's, territory yeah all right and then let's talk about cal who once i started to see his vt kurt uh i said that oh here he comes love interest coming for bella yeah uh you know nikki expressed a lot of interest in him as well um but yeah, I, it seemed like there was some initial sparks there, but I, I don't think that, you know, once he decided he was going to change the energy of the garden, yes, uh, that uh, Bella was not a fan of that. And he, he, he told Bella to start painting. Yeah. And they got off to a rocky start, but then I thought then there was a mending of the fences and they were, and they were talking about seeds and whatever, but then we saw him with Nikki and again, uh, some love interest for both of the Newtopians. Uh, let's talk about Cal and Nikki. And it seemed like that was like totally out of the blue. You didn't really see any sort of chemistry or flirting between Nikki and Cal. And Cal basically asked her for a one year relationship. Yeah. Hey, that's being generous. And she was like, <laughs> I think that this is a good sign. Again, it's been a while since I've been on the scene, Kurt. But mm-hmm. uh, when you are propositioning a woman and she's hysterically laughing, this is not going well, right? Um, it depends on it's again, it's it's one of those laughing at or laughing with things. And I got the sense that she was laughing with. Oh, so I, th- I think it was a a, a a good thing, especially given like she's as far as she knows, she's here until next September. And there's really nobody else that's kind of fit the bill and does she want to wait a month um i I don't know but uh but yeah he 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 said let's 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 make this some let's make this utopia official (laughs) let's make a brand new start yes yeah so uh what are you gonna do once gravity takes over (laughs) (laughs) i think nikki nikki will be just fine should be fine um Because I feel like when Taylor is uh, talking to a woman and uh, telling her about uh, a relationship he wants to start with them, um, there's no like hysterical laughing. (laughs) Well, there might be, but it's like, because I think it might be one of those just, you know, stop talking and let me look moments for the woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you saw the going down the hill in the iron bucket (laughs) thing, right? Yes. they forgot to de-rust the inside of it first, apparently. But oh my it God. came out as a ginger. And it was just one of the 
spitting, you know, flakes of iron dust out of it. Yeah, just that's Taylor. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was laughing when when Taylor approaches a woman. Yeah. And so um, then Nikki was like, well, like, is there going to be like funny business? And Cal's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there, there, there will be. Is that be. like a newlywed game euphemism? Yes. Like, whoopee? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so, Nikki, uh, what is the strangest place in Utopia you've ever had funny business? Behind the woodpile, <laughs> under the barn, or on the dock? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay. So then let's also talk about Josh, who uh, Josh wants to get something going with Katie. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's 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 thirsty. Yes, he's thirsty. <laughs> um, so Katie ends up going skinny dipping in Utopia at nighttime. I believe uh, Hex referred to her as Boobs Magoo. Yes, which is not to be confused confused with booze mcgee from survivor well, yes <laughs> or taters mcgee there, yeah yes yes so uh lots of hooking up uh, or lots of uh desire to hook up uh we don't believe that josh and katie ever got together right i don't think so um yeah no i think maybe she just was just too talky 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 for him yes but she did ask him, you know, what are people saying about us? And it's like, well, they're saying that you talk a lot and he listens a lot. Yeah. And like that, that right in a nutshell is, was that, that captures it. I think so. <laughs> um, so we got to the vote where people have to decide uh, who's going to, who's going to come in Cal or Katie at any point. Did you think that Katie would be the newest member of Utopia? I, I actually kind of did only in that there there were more votes for Katie than I had expected there to be. I wasn't I wasn't tabulating, um, and I think just the fact that there was more than one made me worried. <laughs> uh, but I forgot you know there are you know fourteen votes there. Um, a lot of votes. A lot of votes, and so like I think you know she maybe got what like four or so. But yeah, there was it. It was for Cal. So all is right in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I really thought it was going to be her up until like 20 minutes into the episode. <laughs> like once, like when uh, Rob started fighting with Hex and Cal started singing and they liked it. <laughs> like I was like, oh my God, what a weirdo. This guy's never getting in Utopia. I was like, oh, they like this. How about we sing a song to change the energy? Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yes. But but then there was like the whole thing where like, where 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 I believe it was Chris and Hex were trying to work and she just sits down at the table and starts yapping and yapping and yapping and they had to basically tell her to to it was no no Nikki and Nikki and Chris were trying to meet on something and she they had to tell her to go away because they were trying to focus on something. It was just painful to watch how much she was talking. Kurt, do you believe that music can change the energy of something? Oh, I think we've experienced it on this podcast many times in the past several weeks, Rob. Yes, of course. That's right, Kurt. Let's make a brand new start. Yes. <laughs> that was the only time I saw it coming. <laughs> I got to brace myself mentally. I got to gird my loins and just receive the Daughtry with the onslaught of the, the Utopia theme song. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, any Anything else from... Uh, the, oh, we have the Utopia Constitution. 
Yeah, which I guess is the culmination of <laughs> all the things we've learned from all the different experiments because they tried to kind of, well, we learned this from uh, uh, Hex's go at anarchy uh, is that uh, people need to respect each other. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I would love to read the Utopia Constitution. Yes. I was I was thinking the same thing, and I actually had in my notes to check utopiatv.com to see if it is printed anywhere. I don't I believe not- so. I Googled it, and I could not find a the Utopia Constitution. Yeah, unfortunately, that's. I'm quickly. I'm just quickly scanning the site right now. I, I'm not seeing. Uh, the the opportunity for us to take a look at that what did you think of like the when they were talking about the constitution like the they were like putting it across the screen like in the font of the (laughs) declaration of independence (laughs) or the u.s constitution i I liked that actually yeah i think we should have had some like wizened older gentleman uh like with a slightly British accent, like or like someone basically who's fitting the fitting the founding father uh, role, read them off. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Yes, uh, that would have been uh, very very fun. Uh, let's see, a- anything else from episode number ten? Uh, only that uh, I was I was back home when this was airing, and I forced my mom to watch this, <laughs> and uh, there was there there was one part they were they were just about to vote, and you know. Uh, they're saying that, you know, we said, well, we wouldn't talk about Katie reading her list of what they're doing wrong, how she's, he's, she's not here to make a housewifey business. Mm-hmm. So she obviously doesn't want Hex to vote for her. She doesn't, you know, you all don't care about the animals. You've lost your voice. And, you know, Rob said, are we going to, you know, tell us, you can tell us why you want to be here. Or are you going to lecture us? And Hex says one of Hex's responses, you know, we are utopia. We need to hold her to a higher precedence. Yeah. And my mom, my mom said a higher precedence. And I'm like, and so yeah, they're, I explained how that in addition to creating their own society, they're also creating their own language. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, also, one of the things that made me laugh was in the previous episode, it might have been episode eight, where they were talking about Hex, you know, is really fighting for, she sort of wants a very uh, John Lennon esque uh, utopia that she wants, you know, no possessions, no religion. And that's what that's what she wants. And Rob was sort of like, well, you know, every every culture has built on other cultures. And Hex said, look, uh, I that's not utopia. This is smaller America. And uh, I would I just would have loved to have had uh, Daughtry come in. This is smaller America. Let's make a brand new start. Smaller America. <laughs> Little known fact: that was the original title for the show. <laughs> Smaller America. Smaller America. <laughs> yeah, that's why she doesn't want to have a democracy because it's just going to become. It's just going to become Smaller America. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that just seems like a very, a very silly argument to me. like almost like that like oh well we'll repopulate utopia and over if we if we start with the same rules that we have in real life then we'll just eventually just become the same you know have corrupt government and the same as in america Uh, (laughs) these are our founding fathers rob the founding founding fathers fathers and mothers these are our founding parents of utopia of utopia yeah so all right, Here. Kurt. So Cal is in. Katie Cal. is out. Are you excited about the Cal era? You know what? 
it, it's nice to get a little crazy injected back into into Utopia. I will say that again, it's one of those situations where I, I well, actually, I don't know which of them I could have lived with uh, easier, but I think that that Cal's potentially going to make for some entertaining TV. I I, I did laugh at the whole. We just need a song to change the mood here, to change the energy. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, if we can get more of that, and the way that he completely misted Bella when they were fighting, in, in in terms of, yeah, I, you know what, I, 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 I had my first, I had my first dream. Uh, oh yeah, when you came up to me, yeah. and don't you think that means something? Yeah, She's like, yeah, let's walk, let's walk. And she's, oh, he's such a wonderful man. It's, it's the same thing that she did with Josh. She, she couldn't stand him at first. They owned up to her one on one, and now she like he's probably her favorite person in the world. No, I think that Cal is going to be good. I really do. Um, you know, at face value, uh, I kind of wanted Katie to come into Utopia, but I think she would have been pretty boring overall yeah. after after a while. And so I think that Cal is going to be. I think he's our right t- kind of crazy for yeah. Utopia. He's not just going to be like. Um, yelling at everybody but like i like to uh check out the uh utopia reddit uh and you know i i I didn't look too far into the spoilers but it looks like uh cal is a is is gonna be creating some drama okay good yeah it it seems like they both have the potential to create the same amount of good tv it's just that katie's is going to be a slight it's got the sense was going to be slightly more angry dysfunctional uh good tv whereas cal's gonna bring it in more of a kooky uh okay let's just sit back and see what happens here sort of way yeah so so let's, i'm good with the decision let's see what happens all right and then we're good for a month until somebody's gonna get voted out who do you think is the next person voted out of utopia well you know what amanda said that she was due in november so i would not be surprised if it was um it's one of two things that's going to happen either she's going to like take a pre-scheduled leave and then she'll just be replaced by someone or she'll throw herself on the uh, sword of utopia and, uh, and basically volunteer to be the next evictee. Well, so I think Amanda will be out. I'm assuming. I don't think she's planning on having her kid in utopia. I think that's a smart move because one, <laughs> one of the things that I had heard was that once Amanda has the baby, they're going to take the baby away from right, Amanda because they need to separate the baby from Amanda in order to, if they're going to sell the baby, yes. then they need to separate them because then the baby will be get attached to Amanda. They just have to make sure that, uh, that Nikki doesn't run away with the umbilical cord. <laughs> uh, what about the love shack? Oh, you know, it's, it's under construction. Uh, they're good with naming it the Love Shack because all the things that they create with love are going to go on there, although they're stopping just short of naming it Josh's Love Shack. Yes, I felt like uh, Love Shack was a little on the nose. Uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'll take it. It's a little on the nose of like, oh, we have a shack. What should, what should we name it? It's a little bit like the, uh, <laughs> hey, we're an alliance of three people. What should we call it? Uh, th- how about three amigos? Yeah. Bingo. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, what are their options? Like match game style. Blank <laughs> shack. They've got radio. Yeah. They've got love. Uh, let's see. How about, uh, could you Sugar? have, like, well, how about <laughs> something like, uh, um, like, could you do something with the basketball player? <laughs> shack Fu. Jack, uh, attack, attack shack. Yeah. 
I don't know. Um, I think that they could have been a little more creative. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's any great, you know, uh, comedy minds in the in the Utopia. Uh, not that we've seen. No, no. Um, all right. So, Kurt, where do we go from here on Utopia? What are you most excited to see next week on Utopia? Mm. <laughs> can you can we insert cricket sounds Let's make a brand new star. Yeah. So uh well, we have the we have the wedding coming up. Apparently oh the wedding. The wedding. You know, the, I didn't know the wedding was happening so fast. <laughs> well they've been they've Is been it sweeps? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I was wondering to what extent they got, uh, you know, email from the producers like, hey, Rob, you would if you consider this, we would we would pay to fly out uh, two members of each of your families or I don't know if that's gonna be a thing. Um, but they did hint in the previews that one former guest, yes, yes. Utopian is returning. My guess is it's going to be Pastor Jonathan. Pastor to, to John. Yeah. Just to officiate. I don't think he's coming back. Yes, I think he's no, just yeah. officiating. Yeah, okay. I hope that it is going to be uh, ex-convict Dave, Fifth Avenue Dave, to come and give the bride away. If we had to have anybody who's come, to, if we had to have anybody come back, and really, we've only lost Dave, Red, and Jonathan, correct? Yes. I'd, 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 I'd want Dave to come back of those three. Yes. Um, is Rob Jewish? Um... Because Red would be ideal to come back and step on the glass. Uh, <laughs> that would really be... Because Red is... That's his... One of his talents is really... He could just uh, stomp things into oblivion. He will not give up until that glass is broken. <laughs> I'll stomp on your glass! Could, could very well be. Okay. But I'm not really looking forward to the wedding. I think it's going to uh, suck up an hour of the time. I'm What I am looking forward <laughs> to is Cal getting more comfortable in the society now that he doesn't have to uh, curry favor with the people voting him in. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to that more than I am the Rob and Jesse or the Ressi wedding. Okay. Will we have uh, any other weddings in Utopia? I could see Cal getting comfortable with somebody, but that would have to be several months down the road. Um, you know, what could be entertaining about the wedding is like, if things just like are disastrously like third rate. So, or (laughs) do you, do you want like the, you know, classic like comedy wedding movie where everything is, everything is going wrong and, and Jesh is very high maintenance that everything has to be perfect. And they lost the, they lost the ring. And then, um, you know, do you want like a, a comedy of errors wedding i yeah <laughs> i want bridezilla meets uh uh every bad wedding comedy out there that would be great yeah um it would be interesting it's like you're seeing several months ahead if utopia is like the only ebola safe compound in the nation yeah yeah so it beca- it becomes like a last bastion of society yeah, but I think that I think that's like we've got like till like January, February for that to happen. Okay, all right. So, uh, Kurt, you have a hashtag for this episode of the Utopia Podcast. Um, I think it has to be hashtag Gravity Takes Over. <laughs> gravity Takes Over. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, 
All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Gravity takes over. I was gonna. Pi- I was gonna pitch you on uh, <laughs> Jesh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, hold on, Kurt. I almost forgot. Hold the phone. Uh, we have some questions uh, uh, from the listeners of Rob has a podcast. Uh, here's a question from uh, Matt Ligori. Uh, he has a very uh, Ron from Toronto esque question. He wants to know, uh, what's more likely to happen? Utopia stays on the air into 2015, or Red gets cast on Survivor? Um, more likely to happen. So there's we we agree that there's the odds are high that neither both are <laughs> unlikely. Both are unlikely. I would have to put my money on Utopia. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think yeah. there's 0.0% chance Red will ever be on Survivor. Uh, I'm not even sure he's a legal U.S. citizen. <laughs> and I feel like there's at he's least... He's seceded, so he can't. He can't. Yeah. He just can't. You think that there's at least a, a couple percent chance that Utopia is going to be on in, for three more months, right? There's a non-zero percent chance. It's a non-zero chance. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's go uh, to Matt Holtzclaw. He wants to know, uh, will poor Josh ever get to quench his thirst? Um, okay, Katie left, so that ain't going to happen. I think he's wary enough of Bella. Uh, you know what? If, you know, rewinding back on the... If there's enough... If Utopia sticks around long enough for there to be a new entry into the society, uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to be the next one because he's going to come off as desperate. Uh, I'm going to say no. He, poor Josh will never get a chance to quench his thirst. I think eventually, right? No. no. <laughs> He's a uh, celibacy? No, I think it's like, it's, you kind of have to have the perfect storm of uh, the, in addition to the society, who is a female, because no one currently there, let's, let's discount everybody who's currently there. Um, addition to the society, who is a female, who is single, who is uh into josh and i think the fact that we only have if they you know stick to the plan one uh one new entrant into the the house a month or into the compound a month i don't think the odds are good for josh yeah i i think that at some point like because that we've seen that there are just like random people that come there and want to hook up i forgot (laughs) about the groupies yeah, I mean, there's got to be somebody who's out there who's like, uh, you know, I, I want to get on Utopia. Uh, maybe I could get on a podcast uh, or at least uh, start a thread about my experience on the Utopia subreddit. So let me go to Utopia and go hook up with Josh. Yeah, okay, that's true. I was completely thinking of just other pioneers, other Utopians. Yeah, I, I did not um, think about the Utopia experience as a potential opportunity for him to quench his thirst. Um, I think that I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch my answer to yes. Okay. The thirst quencher, Josh. Okay. So, uh, Caroline Modic wants to know how many weeks do you predict utopia will remain on the air? And you, do you think that the contestants realize no one watches their show anymore? Well, obviously people do watch their show. I've been watching it. Yeah. We watch the show all the time, Caroline. Yeah. Um, but in terms of how long do I think it'll stay on the air? They're they're not giving up on this thing. Um, I mean, the ratings are not like abysmal. Like it's not like, you know, especially once a week on Friday, you know, the ratings are not good, but they're (laughs) not like I don't think it's just a total uh, 
you know, it, it did not look good when it was on twice a week, especially on Tuesday on Tuesday night. But uh, compared to other stuff on Friday night, it's not like, you know, totally like everything else is doing a certain number and Utopia is like way behind everything. Yeah, I my preseason prediction was that it would not make it past Columbus Day, which as of this recording is today. Yeah. Uh, and as far as I know, Fridays is still canceled. So it's going longer than I had thought it would. I give it through um, and into December because I think they're banking on a very Utopia Thanksgiving. To oh, be entertaining. yes. Yes, that'll be a big show. The uh, Utopia on Thanksgiving Day week, Black Friday, Utopia night. And watch it be a recap episode. <laughs> yeah, no, probably. Probably. Oh, my God. Uh, Utopia Friday Night did 1.86 uh, million viewers, which was the lowest out of the four networks, uh, but better than Whose Line Is It Anyway on the CW. I, I don't think that they have anything waiting in the wings to take this over. It's kind of in a, a uh, neutral zone spot on Friday evening. So... I think they're like, we've invested enough money in this. I think it's going to stick around for at least through through November, if not through the year. And that Utopia, uh, the new episode of Utopia, beat out it the show that came on after it, which was a repeat of Gotham, which oh. only got 1.52 million viewers. Interesting. So the new episode of Utopia uh, is d- certainly doing better than a repeated episode of Gotham. Well, that's something to hang your head on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, it, it's the, the, and uh, is also uh, beating uh, America's Next Top Model. Also have better ratings than that on the CW. Is this a future game for the show? Better. What did Utopia beat last week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's well, you want to hear the ratings for Saturday? I, I could tell you if it's, you know, uh, how it's how it's comparing to shows on Saturday also. Uh, let's 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 not uh yeah over overdo it on 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 the on the tree. <laughs> let's save some fun. Okay, all right, fair fair enough, Kurt. But I would I would tell you that if Utopia was on Saturday night, no, it would not do. It would not. Uh, it, it, it's right where it belongs on Friday. There we Saturday, go. we don't want it to because uh, uh, the the mysteries of Laura repeat. The second airing of Mysteries of Laura, the, the the repeated episode of Mysteries of Laura on Saturday night had a two point four one million viewers. I hope Laura Holzwasser is okay with that. <laughs> yes. Okay. So almost it that Utopia better than the second airing of Gotham, not quite as good as the second airing of Mysteries of Laura. Good to know. You could put that we on can, a billboard, Kurt. There we, yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite. Although a lot of these Survivor players are watching the Mysteries of Laura, I hear. Really? That's what the word is. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's go to a couple more, couple more questions here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Adonica Nichols says, uh, I wish they would antagonize Bella some more. It's fun to watch her lose it and then have to talk to herself. Do you wish that they would antagonize Bella more? I really don't only because I legitimately see her walking away from the show. If things just get bad for her, it looks like she's almost done it a couple times. Um, I, I do I think there's gotta be a, a different way to get her to lose it and have herself and to have her talk to herself. Yeah. I, w- I would love to just see a, like a couple weeks where people just like are constantly buttering her up. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fun to kind of watch her on the roller coaster. Like they build, they build her up and then they bring her back down. Build her up, bring her back down. You know, if they just kept, you know, bringing her back down, then she sort of like uh, shuts down. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Bella is kind of the most fun when she's like, you know, everybody's patronizing her. <laughs> exactly. And she thinks when, everybody's being nice to her, but they're really like making fun of her. Well, she's recently done a lot of, um, you know, like she's not supposed to go near the garden. Yes. Or the animals. <laughs> Um, but she waters the pomegranates anyway. And she when anyway, there's been all these situations where she's kind of been told, Bella, you don't do that. And she's like, okay. Like she can she she almost she's very passive aggressive in terms of how she uh agrees to uh agrees to not do this this sort of thing anymore. It it's it's like she she comes off as completely knowing she shouldn't have done it, uh, and just placating the people who are telling her not to do it, which I'm actually kind of enjoying. I like rule breaker Bella. Rule breaker Bella. Re- yeah. re- Rebella, Rebella, there Rebe- we go. Rebel Bella, there we go. What do you like? Okay, Rebella, Rebella. Patrick Redker has a question. Uh, topless maid, good idea for a utopia money making business. Yes, yeah. did they literally <laughs> throw away the golden goose? <laughs> um, yeah, I know it. If I had been in Utopia, I would have completely missed that little bit of information and would not have been able to jump on that business opportunity. Uh, although she can't. Uh, leave the compound to do her cleaning, which is, I think, a key part of the topless made business. Yeah. Um, also, Patrick has a couple other questions. Uh, he wants to know homemade animal skin clothing, good utopia money making business. <laughs> Cal's new line of uh, animal skin clothes. Uh, marginally better than topless made. Mm, it depends what you're looking for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Point. Rob. And finally, Patrick wants to ask, uh, any idea why Rob was so angry at Katie? And he uses in parentheses, he calls her Boobs McGee. And I believe the politically correct term was Taters McGee. <laughs> um, or Boobs Magoo, as Hex called her. Yes, I like the Magoo. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out if it seemed like he was reacting to her choice of job Um, i I, and i agreed with him in that when she was giving her you know you know her her speech on why she should stay it did seem like she was just tearing them each a new one on what they were doing wrong um i didn't agree with how he reacted to it but i so he's angry about that i think he sees the 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 topless housekeeping thing as a a a waste of time potentially mm-hmm. and i don't know yeah seemed like he was uh not a fan of her it seemed like it was like a judgment on her occupation that's what oh, it seemed like a like a referendum on her uh and her morality yeah um, okay, let's go to uh, Peter Fiverson. And Peter has a question and says, the Pioneer's need to earn is overwhelming the direction of the show. I guess my question is, if they had a regular stipend from producers, would it make it more or less interesting uh, activities than just lying around and be part of uh, Big Brother without the competitions? I really want to like the show, but wow, it's getting boring. Even the fight scene tame. Would Utopia be better, Kurt, if they did not have to worry about money? Um, I don't think so. Only because I really don't get 
we're now watching one day out of seven. With this, we on Big Brother, we get like three episodes a week. Here, we're now getting one episode a week. I think that, um, that the that that's actually just being a very small part of the the life on the compound. Um, I, I, I maybe the editors are just doing a good bad job of, of representing it, but um, no, it's been. It, I think it's made for some some interesting fights. Actually, I don't. I, I would I would disagree that the fights seem tame. They're definitely tame. I think by comparison to you know Dave's explosion uh, in and you know day one, but I think they're still kind of keeping it uh, interesting okay, in terms of the. Let me let me pitch you on this. What if instead of having to come up with money making ideas, they just got thousand dollars a week okay they just got an allowance so they don't have to worry about utopia experience or any of these making jewelry or any mm. of this stuff they just get a thousand dollars every week they can spend it however they want so their focus the focus then becomes more on how do you them spend the money building a building we, the society without the economic part of it we, yeah we don't care about how they earn it they just right. get a check every month right it's i, I see his point i do think that um there's a danger that it could potentially swerve into the big brother without competitions type of show. Yeah. It's almost, it's like big brother UK and you could even have a competition. It's like, Oh, uh, you know, utopia has said to us, if we all, you know, do, you know, uh, go skinny dipping today, we'll get an extra $500 in our food budget for the week. Yeah. It's, it's, I I think it's something that, I don't know. It the the one thousand dollars like a, a weekly stipend is a little bit more. I think of like uh, intervention, producer intervention that they're than they're looking to do. So I'm 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 fine with it the way it is. Like let's not mess with something that ain't broke, right? Because <laughs> clearly, <laughs> Utopia, if anything, is ain't broke. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Kurt, uh, I know that you are a very busy man and you're very entrepreneurial, uh, much like Kristen. <laughs> I know you're not going to be uh, with us uh, for the next week's recap of Utopia, but uh, we will have a, a fill in for you next week uh, that we'll try to uh, do something fun uh, in your stead, unfortunately. But m- unlike Red, you are uh, going to be returning at some point, God willing, if Utopia is still on the air. Yeah, I mean, if it's another 15-day break, I'll be back for the next podcast. But if, we're, if we do manage to get this uh, done uh, next week, then yeah, so, someone will be stepping into my shoes. Yeah, so we'll see uh, what ultimately ends up happening. Okay, so, uh, Kurt, what do you have coming up on the RHAP Networks? Uh, as always, uh, Amy and I are continuing the weekly coverage of Big Brother Australia. Uh in addition, Mike Bloom and I have been continuing to cover the fourth season of Once Upon a Time on ABC, our, our Once Upon a Podcast. Uh, and yeah, that's those are the, the big things going on from, from, my, from my end of the world. Okay. Well, very, very fun stuff. Always a treat to get to talk about Utopia with you, Kurt. Uh, what, was, what was the hashtag that we ultimately ended up on? Uh, I believe that the the hashtag we ultimately ended up on was hashtag gravity takes over. Gravity takes over. Because it's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments on robhasawebsite.com. Plenty more podcasts coming up on Rob Has a Podcast uh, this week. I just recorded a podcast earlier today with the great Angie Kantz talking about the 
different types of characters that get cast onto Survivor and which are the most likely to win the game. And then uh, we sort of did an exercise in figuring out who is most likely to win the season based on what type of character they are. Um, And so far, things have been going to according to how Angie has been predicting them, which has been a little eerie. So we uh, talked about that. That's up currently on Rob has a website. Plus, uh, Survivor is back Wednesday night. Survivor Know-It-Alls returns. Plus, we'll have our big Survivor wrap-up show. Uh, that is with Eliza Orleans as the guest this week. Always love Eliza. Very, very fun. All right, Kurt. Until next time. Let's make a brand new start. This is Utopia. With Rob and Kurt Clark. This is topless made. How did you not get topless made? Oh. <laughs> uh.